<laughs> Look, it's not my strong suit. If it's not the Foo Fighters or Pearl Jam or something like that, I'm probably going to miss it. It's not my fault that I don't know who Joe Decky is. You guys are going to have to help me with this stuff, Sleek. Next time, uh, you know, you're looking for a romantic night out, just uh, <laughs> throw on some Jodeci. Okay. I like, I, like I said, I, I like the music. It sounds nice, but uh, I wouldn't even know how to spell it. I've already forgotten how. If I go into uh, do they still have Warehouse or Blockbuster Music where you go in and, uh, where's the, where's the Joe Decky? Yep. Where, you where you listen, keep the Joe Decky in the back? Right there. They got all that. It's still, there's a huge comeback coming. <laughs> I remember when we were in high school or whatever, and yeah. hey, you know, let's go into the warehouse. Like, why? There's there's no baseball cards in there. Why would I go in there? There's nothing I need in there. What? I, I already have the Billy Idol and Def Leppard record. Why do I need to go in there? What, what else Pe- do I? People need? are funny. Either you know, from from a music perspective, there's some people who know everything, every artist, you know, all that stuff, or it's just like, no, nah, not that big of a deal. Which one are you? I fall. I definitely fall more to where you are. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna know. For the most part, you know, I, my era. But the music that's coming out today, to be honest with you, I, I don't listen to it. Like, I, I grew up a hip-hop fan. I 100% am not keeping up in today's hip-hop. I'm just not. I actually find myself regressing. I'm, like, going backwards. I'm I'm listening to old reggae. I don't, I'm not even listening to new <laughs> reggae. So that's what it is. Well, here's the deal. I am better with the stuff now because of my kids than I yeah. was with anything than when I was a younger person. There's just I like I got a better chance at Post Malone and Kendrick Lamar and and Kanye mm. than I do at Tupac and Biggie. I, I just I got a better a much better shot at, at this. And speaking of people that didn't or, or people that are not known by everybody, Emily, please turn on your microphone because you need to explain yourself. Okay. Um, okay. Wait. So Hold let on, me, let me let me okay. let me set this up because okay. I don't want you to try to couch this in a way that is going to make you look good. I want I want to make sure that this is put. <laughs> I out. got your back, Emily. Don't worry. We, don't worry. We, we were having our call this morning, and we were talking about LeBron going on Jimmy Kimmel, and Emily said, "Yeah, he was on he was on Jimmy Kimmel, and he said the following, which we'll play for you in just one minute." And then later she said, and then he said to Arsenio Hall, and 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 Al says, "Wait, what what, what show was he on?" And Emily said, oh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel is on vacation, and Arsenio was filling in for Jimmy. And, and, and Al and I said, oh, okay, cool. And then, and then, Emily, what did you say? So I told them that I had to ask Funchess, because I, I was watching the clip, and ask Funchess who the person interviewing LeBron was, because I didn't recognize him. <laughs> I was like, I just want to make sure this is right for the meeting so I don't sound dumb or whatever. But I still sounded dumb. <laughs> In the meeting. <laughs> no, 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 not dumb. Okay, dumb, just, dumb, not dumb. You just didn't know who he is. Just, you just didn't know who he is. Just uncultured. Well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Arsenio Hall, first of all, I'm surprised that's who filled in. Aren't you, Trav? Like, that's you know, who filled in for Kimmel? So here, here's why I'm not surprised, and I'll get uh-huh. into it. Jimmy Kimmel is like a historian of late-night TV. He is He's really plugged mm-hmm. into the history of it and respects it a great deal, so that he is an Arsenio fan doesn't surprise me at all. And Wanda Sykes had filled in earlier this week too, so I know who Wanda Sykes is. But mm-hmm. and the only thing I know about Arsenio Hall, and again, this is again, sorry guys, but I know about the Bill Clintons playing the saxophone uh-huh. on, on Arsenio Hall. So that's that's, him. that's the extent of my Arsenio Hall. But knowledge. this also means that you haven't seen Coming to America. Yeah, that's, which is that's perhaps not. the greatest. That's the key. That's Mama name Clee. Is this is this homework for me now? Is so uh, Emily? Have to go no, watch no. This, this is this is Coming to America incredibly important. We were talking about this. Travis and I were doing this a couple weeks ago where he hasn't sat down and watched the full thing of Godfather. And I'm sure we've all, there's classic movies out there that we haven't seen. 
you got to go watch Coming to America. Like yes. this weekend, by the time we get through this weekend, on Monday we could talk about it. Okay. It really, truly is one of the absolute classics. After that, you won't have any problem right. knowing. The greatest movie to last 30 years. It might be. It's it's one of the great comedies of its era, one of the great comedies. And Emily, please make sure that you watch Coming to America and not Coming the to Number Two America. America. That one, so, not as good. So well, that, I, and that, so wait, just wait, wait, by the way, that is Funch's <laughs> favorite movie of all time. I, Mama named Clee. I'm going to call him clean. <laughs> I've, I've seen a reference, but now I have that homework for you, Travis. <laughs> okay. You need to find out who Jojo Siwa is. Oh, I know who you, she is. No, I saw her hit a double to, off Quavo. You need, <laughs> That's what she's known for. <laughs> you need to figure out why she's famous. And I, I assign you some episodes of Dance Moms, and oh then you're going to have to watch some of her TikToks. She literally has 34.5 million followers on well, TikTok. Well, followers, so. we know that. Travis and I are, are huge in the So that, that's really what I, I have to, you know, defend myself saying, your era, my era, different eras. I'm 25. Arsenio Hall might have been com- off But the coming to time. America, the coming to America, that's like a must. Like the okay. JoJo Siwa, okay. all that, that's not a big deal. Um, coming oh, to America oh, is right. a big deal. Okay. Here, Real quickly before we get to LeBron on with Jimmy Kimmel slash Arsenio Hall, uh, I need to know how many horses and what caliber of gun you're going to pull on me to get me to watch JoJo Siwa uh, do whatever it is she does. It's Siwa, by the way. I, I don't want Sliwa and Siwa <laughs> to be considered like this is family. This is all the hey, family. Hey, you could benefit from her. She's making a lot of money right I, I'm now. I'm sure she is, and I don't begrudge her making any money. That's fine. It's America. You can make your money. That's how it's supposed to work. But I, I will not watch J.K. Sliwa uh, play softball or dance or do anything else. I'm, I'm good. That's fine. If uh, if she if she gets a if she hits for the cycle, I don't cycle, know who the hell she is either. By the way, if no she idea. hits for the cycle off Quavo, let me know. But other than yeah. that. Uh, I'm out. All right, so LeBron on with Jimmy Kimmel last night. Uh, let's take a listen to this because he was asked about his relationship with uh, Chris Paul. We all know that they're best friends, but Arsenio was kind of getting on, hey, you know, is there a chance that maybe we might see you guys together? I was very upset when the NBA, I don't know the technicalities, but they kind of blocked yeah, they, Chris Paul like coming vetoed. here. They like vetoed the, the trade to come. I, I've never seen that yeah. in NBA history, and uh, I was excited as heck for CP. Mm-hmm. I thought the Lakers uh, faithful was excited to get him, and then uh, – you know, they just, they vetoed it, but, you know, it's working out for him right now, I tell you, some years yeah. later. It's working out for him. Could it still happen, and uh, would you like it to still happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, no, no, I know why you're laughing, because that would be tampering or something, right, if I talk about that? Well, you, I th- you, you don't know the word, or you know the word? Oh, yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, I know, I know it, but this card. Uh, I, no, you probably can't. Talk about that. Of course you'd love to play with your friend. We'd love it. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Okay, let's start with this, Al. Yep. First of all, it's ridiculous that LeBron can't... The answer to, would you want to play with Paul? Yeah, I'd like to play with him and KD and Giannis and Devin Booker and Damian Lillard and Steph Curry. Of course they all want to play together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you you know the NBA. And I I think LeBron was just trying to be... uh, trying to be respectful by the way last thing you also want to do is just take all the attention away from chris paul in the nba finals that's his buddy you know like yeah. last thing you need is the headline of the nba on espn.com saying lebron wants to play with chris paul yeah no you know i won't finish the word there um but i do think it's it's kind of interesting here Travin. that's that's the one thing if you if you ask laker fans over the last you know 20 years what's one of the most frustrating things that's happened in Lakers history. Um, and I'm obviously talking about on the court. And the, the most frustrating thing, people are going to talk about, ah, oh, you lost to the Boston Celtics. Man, that was frustrating. Mm-hmm. People are going to talk about, 
Well, Shaq and Kobe, if those two could have got along better, maybe they could have won more than three or four championships going to the finals three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but another one that might stand out more than anything else, freaking Chris Paul getting traded to the Lakers for two hours and then David <laughs> Stern jumping reasons. in. Right, David Stern <laughs> jumping in. Remember, this was back in 2011. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that's a key date, Kobe had got to five NBA championships by the end of 2010. Mm-hmm. So now you were starting to turn the page and say, let's keep this thing freaking rolling. Um, that will be one of the, you know, I, I guess you could say it's one of the top headline stories in Lakers history of the last 20, 25 years yeah. where Laker fans uh, were fr- Laker fans were as frustrated in that not happening than even like losing to another team or losing in a playoff series. No. It was that significant. If you want to see Laker fans bang their head on the desk, yeah. just say the words basketball reasons to them and they will lose their, you know what, that, that, that phrase is etched in Laker lore forever as that's the reason that David Stern killed the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers. So you mentioned Shaq and Kobe, right? Believe it or not, it's 17 years ago today that Shaq did go to the Miami Heat and mm-hmm. started his run there. And it was an incredibly successful run. But, you know, they, they won a championship. Shaq got his fourth championship. And Kobe at that time was still and stuck is the wrong word because yeah. three is pretty damn impressive, but he had three and Shaq had four and there was that whole idea. And Kobe and like, was still in the offseason looking at an idiot walk up to him asking if he can interview him, not yeah, knowing what, the process what, what was of that how idiot's it works. Name? I forgot the story. Refresh my memory on who the idiot was. I was gonna say something, but I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> so here's the question, and I want to get Laker fans on this as well. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Which of those two eras, if you could run it back, Shaq and Kobe, they get along, they fix whatever was busted between them, and they continue to stay together. So you basically get a couple more years of Shaq and couple Kobe. More, maybe even more than a couple. Maybe it's okay. four, it's five, or whatever it is. Or mm-hmm. the Chris Paul, Kobe Bryant, Pau Gasol Lakers and how that comes together – do you find that more? What what left more on the table? We're going to do that next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Is this more Jodeci? There we go. See, I like, I, I'm basically Casey Kasem now. I've got the whole thing figured out. Casey Kasem, Emily, was a DJ that was famous for about 50 years that uh, did the American. He was Ryan Seacrest before Ryan Seacrest. That's probably the best way of putting it. You know what we should so. have? We should um, – this song or this, uh, this show should kind of just be known for just kind of soft – R&B, romantic jams. 90s R&B. Every time we come in, I don't care what the topic is, of course, unless at 1030 because we do other music at that time. But uh, I just feel like some Jodeci, some so, boys, some men. That was so smooth, Al. I can't even yeah, tell you listen, how good that was. Trav, just listen to me for a quick second here. That's kind of what we're known for. Like when people, mm-hmm. when they think of Travis on the station, they think ladies, man. You know, this is a guy that, uh, let's just say he's um, – 
He's a he's a ladies' man. That's what he's known for. A lot of cologne, uh, nightclubs, <laughs> necklaces. necklaces. Um, hey, is there a, <laughs> is there a pool party going on this weekend at the hottest club in Vegas? He'll be there. I just I'm just saying I'm I'm kind of throwing this pitch out there that maybe we should do some more R and B on this. Uh, I, I, on this show. I'm all for it. You don't you don't yeah. even have to bring it up again. It's uh, we we can go ahead and make it the official song of the show for all I know, and we can have JoJo Sliwa sing uh, the chorus. <laughs> it'll be uh, it, it'll be fantastic. All right, so. We're talking about the uh, Chris Paul, the basketball reasons. All Laker fans know what that yes. means. We're talking mm-hmm. about Shaq and Kobe finding the, their inability to come to some sort of understanding with each other that ended that relationship and which one left more on the table. Because you could make an argument that both of them would have been we, – we know the Shaq and Kobe thing was successful. Paul mm-hmm. and Kobe, you know, feels like it would have been. It feels like it would have been incredibly successful. But here's the deal. Yeah. A little bit like Kawhi and Paul George, and not 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 quite as much overlap, but there's a lot of what Chris Paul does and Kobe does. They both need the ball in their hands a lot to be really successful, right? Hmm. Shaq and Kobe might have been the perfect combination. Sure. That you had a big guy that would hang out by the hoop who was literally, and this isn't a, he was literally unguardable. Your only hope was is that he would miss a free throw. That was that was how you defended Shaquille O'Neal. Then you had one of the greatest wing players of all time. That one-two punch, I don't know if you can ever come up with anything that would have been better for the Lakers that, that includes two guards, the two two guys that are playing in the backcourt, especially 10 years ago when the game isn't played like it is right now. So this is actually this is interesting because you got to look at that stage of where the Lakers were. you got to look at that stage of where Shaq was in his career. Shaq thought he was still the best player in the world at that time. Right at that time, and it's fair, mm-hmm. but don't forget here he might that right. next season he goes to Miami. He was not the best player in the world, so it didn't take long. Dwayne Wade was the best player in that series that won him that championship. Yep. And I think one of the biggest problems that Shaq had at that stage of his career, and this is why you know Dr. Jerry Buss is the greatest owner of all time, the visionary as well. Of course, Jerry West, the visionary of saying. Long term, this doesn't make all that much sense. The the thing that makes the Kobe Chris Paul thing so interesting to me, Trav, Kobe would have been in 2010. They won that championship against the Celtics. Yep. 2011 was when Chris Paul would have linked up with Kobe Bryant. Chris Paul, 26 years old, 27 years old, right around that time, kind of walking into his prime. Those two could have done some damage together. And I'm not questioning the Shaquille O'Neal by any means. I'd be an idiot too, right? They they won three championships in a row, and most Laker fans would tell you, and most NBA fans would tell you, they underachieved. They should have won more together. That's how dominant those two were. And that's crazy to think. You know, you won three championships in a row. But, man, how cool and unique would that have been to see Chris Paul and Kobe Bryant play together? You know they would have found other pieces to make it happen. Part of me, you know, I kind of saw Shaq and Kobe. We saw the success. We saw the ups and the downs. We, for a second, got a taste of Chris Paul and Kobe, and then before we knew it, the NBA said, yep, that's not happening. That one kills me that we didn't get a chance to see that. Yeah, because, look, the, the thing you don't know is always maybe a little bit more intriguing than the thing you do know. And of like course. you said, we know of Shaq course. and Kobe, but yep. maybe other than Magic and Kareem, I don't know if there was a better inside-outside force than we've ever seen Can I give you one? Kobe and Shaq. Can I give you one? Hit me. This isn't as good as them. We know that. But LeBron and AD is just an incredible combination. Unfortunately, think of LeBron in the Cleveland days playing with a guy like Anthony Davis. Like, just think of they were linked up at the right time. Forget about it. And and even now that they're not linked up at the right time, 
they're still winning an NBA championship and they're still competing for championships. Travis and Slees brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's take a phone call. Which one would you have liked to see, well, in, in Shaq and Kobe case, more of or, or Kobe and CP3 some of? Let's start in Thousand Oaks. We'll go to the north end of the valley. Thomas. Thomas, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, so, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Slee. Like, we already saw what Shaq and Kobe could do. It's, it's the what if of, of Kobe and Chris Paul. And I get what you're saying about how they both needed the ball, but that defensive backcourt would have been crazy to see. And Chris Paul was hungry, and he hadn't won a championship, and like he hadn't competed for 10 really. 10 years younger, too, than he right, was right and now. hadn't really competed for anything. By the way, and, and this is coming from, if you said, Alan, what's your favorite era of basketball? I don't even hesitate. Shaq and Kobe's my favorite era. You know, when people say, when, when people talk about um, greatest Lakers of all time and this and that, I always put Shaq in there because I loved Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, how could you not? The dude was the most dominant player. And I'll, I'll never be able to truly appreciate some of those Laker greats in the past. I Magic, I can appreciate him because that was my favorite player. But Kareem, you're going to appreciate Kareem better than I can. I'm going to more look to you of like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching him when he was in Milwaukee. I didn't get to – I didn't watch it's the entire Showtime era. I didn't era. see him in Milwaukee. I mean, let's not, let's not make it crazy. I, don't, I didn't I don't watch him in high school, and I know Powell you were at Memorial those games. High School in New York City. I don't remember him at UCLA. Another good example. <laughs> you, Wilt Chamberlain, you were there for that. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, I was. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll do the Korean. I'm like, dude, what, what what is going on here? My goodness, look, I, I hear it, and we're gonna take more phone calls coming up here. But here's the thing, I yeah. get it. CP3 and 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 Kobe would have been really fun to see what it was. Go back. The only team that had any chance of dealing with Shaq and Kobe were the Spurs. They were the only team that was mm-hmm. able to kind of deal with them on equal terms. Right? There was a rivalry. Yeah, it was, it was, like, was that a, was a, hey, we that, don't know who's going to win every single time they play each other. Exactly right. And th- that was the NBA Finals de facto mm-hmm. for about 10 years. It was whoever won that series was going to end up going and winning. They, I mean, they got five, Lakers got five. That's kind of how it went over that era. There was no answer for that. And, and, and here's the thing. Sure. There was no answer for that even as they started to kind of go separate ways, that they started to grade on each other and their personalities because Shaq and Kobe, while both great basketball players, could not have been more different human beings. They are, they are, just, they are polar opposites. They are different in every single way. If they could have found a way to come together like that, that thing, because here, here's the other thing. Well, they would have Shaq, won. Listen, if, if, Shaq if these, would have if these two guys really well. Trav, if these two guys were on the same page, you know, if they were on the same page, if the things Kobe didn't like about Shaq, about, hey, you got this entire offseason, improve your game, work out more, you know, all this stuff. And Shaq's like, I'm good. I just got to show up to work. By training camp, I'll get started. And then by the time we get to the playoffs, I'll be ready. If these two were on the same page their entire, you know, from 1996 to 2004, whatever it was, I mean, three championships. What are we even talking about? It, it, that is nothing to what they could have accomplished. No, it felt like that was about half of what they should have got, and that's just crazy to say out loud. Let's try another one. Let's go downtown right there. Drew, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Drew? What's going on, fella? Hey. Um, the obvious answer is Chris Paul because we saw what Shaq and Kobe was. It was beautiful. It was great. But the NBA got in its way and denied us a Kobe versus LeBron finals by Vito in the Chris Paul trade. <laughs> We would have got the different way to look at it. Well, by the way, he's not wrong on that, yeah. right? LeBron was—that's when he kind of started making 
every year a finals appearance and you would have got a chance to see those two go up against each other. Yeah, no, that, I didn't think of it like that. That That's the best reason I've heard so far to not have it be Shaq and Kobe. Let's go to another one. Pico Rivera, JP. JP, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, guys. So so I would have loved to see more of the Shaq-Kobe. Um, like Sleep said, that, that was my favorite basketball era. And what I loved about that team is they have some meanness to them, you know? The, the Rick Fox, man. Rick Fox was pretty boy but he was a mean mug sure. you know he would yeah. he was you know he would go at it he'd be your enforcer that the Shawshank redemption you know that that whole connection that Derek Fisher to calm him down give him a speech when they needed I mean they were a complete team and I would have loved loved to see more of that you know see how how much of a of a how we could compete with those those both teams as a as a as a long reigning champ you know I think we could have got six or seven honestly Appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in. Isn't that isn't that crazy, Trav? That like, you know, here you you had an era of Lakers basketball where they three peated, but when you really look back at that era, the conversation is always, man, they could have won more together. Unfinished. How come they didn't win more together? Yeah. How did they not get five together? You know, just to use that as an example. That's that's and and part of that has to do with this. Phil Jackson came. Didn't come until the 99-2000 season. Mm-hmm. That obviously started the, the changing everything there. Kobe was also a rookie when he linked up with Shaquille O'Neal. So it's natural in sports. you got to get some losses along the way before you start winning. But I think it's the combination of that back half, right? Like when Shaq left the Lakers and ended up going and winning a championship in Miami and then just going everywhere else that he went – it was those years that you felt like maybe there was more opportunity that they never got. That, that, that's why I think what JP was saying, and you just made the case for me, it's we know there's no, yeah, I think that would have been pretty good. With as great as Chris Paul is and as transcendent as Kobe Bryant was, it's still I think that works really well together. We don't know. But with Can you Shaq imagine those Kobe, two in a locker room? Chris Paul and Kobe? <laughs> well, well, competitiveness okay, look, and everything else. I, like, I think it works. But we, I mean, look, when you get two guys that are both alpha guys and Sha- or Kobe and Chris Paul, neither one of those guys is going to be the guy to sit there quietly, right? But They're you know bo- the difference was? You know what the difference was? Mm. The difference was Kobe back in 2011. Um, Chris Paul is chasing what Kobe already has. Anthony Davis was chasing whatever LeBron already had. That you had somebody that already... You're high comp- You want one of these... You follow me. And that'd be the first time Anthony Davis is ever in a position in his life where he's following somebody else. It'd be the first time Chris Paul would be in a position where he's following somebody else. I use that as an example. I don't know if that's the best example, but um, you're right. They're alphas, but um, in order to get what you have, I got to kind of follow your lead. Plus more Shaq. Always more Shaq. Just just for not even if it has nothing to do with basketball, more Shaq in LA would have been awesome because Shaq is awesome. All right. We'll take some more calls on this coming up. Plus, we'll do a little NFL, a little fourth and four coming up right around the corner. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Still feel like Jodeci should have an S in it at some point. That's Listen just that's me. just me, but maybe I'm wrong. 
When you think of Travis and Sliwa show, <laughs> think Jodeci. You think of Jodeci. <laughs> I don't, I don't know like, what my voice changes Jerry White, when I do Marvin Gaye. <laughs> hey, it, babe, Travis and Sliwa are coming on. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that yeah, that's a quick. If you're looking to get broken up with your girlfriend, or your, that's probably a good way to do it. Why I do think those guys talk about I, French I fries are, and Shaq all day? I think there are a lot of dudes that when Travis and Sliwa are coming on and they kind of know the vibe that we give off, they're lighting a couple candles. Hey, babe, let's sit down on the couch here. Travis and Sliwa are about to come on. We know Jodeci's coming on. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, a quick call here. Let's go to Noah in Studio City. Noah, you're on with Travis and Sleeve. What's up, Noah? Hey, guys, good to be with you again. Uh, this is an interesting debate you're having. I, yeah. I would say the name that I think gets lost in the shuffle a lot of the times, for me, it's Steve Nash. I mean, Steve Nash and Kobe Bryant in the backcourt would have been a handful I mean, I know he had that injury, and that kind of was it. His you know, career sort of ended with a whimper, but that dude was a two-time MVP. Chris Paul's a good player. He's an all-star. He's probably going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, but he Steve is. Nash was a beast. So, so no, mean, this, dude, this is, no, this is why the conversation, you're right about Nash. But when did they link up? Nash was at the end of his career. Chris Paul would have been walking into his prime. So I, I don't disagree with it, but from a timing perspective, we're going to sit here and say, but if Steve Nash would have just stayed healthy, that was the problem, just the career, where he was, his age. That's why Trav, the Chris Paul thing's interesting. When I say 2011, and Funch has brought up a good point, what happened in 2011 as well, what he brought up was that would have been the year that Miami is – Sitting here with, uh, you know, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and uh, and uh, who am I missing? Dwayne Wade here. Mm-hmm. But that would have been the year that that obviously took place. The Chris Paul, 2011, 26 years old. Uh, I'm with you. Steve Nash was amazing. Great hookup. But by the time they hooked up, Nash was already done. And Travis and Sleeves brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's do one more, and then we'll get to fourth and four. Let's go to Lake Balboa, Solomon. Always good to hear from Solomon. What's up, my friend? Hey, I'm good, man. Thank you so much for taking my call. I broke this down to this. I've always said this back in the Kobe Shaq days. If Shaq could have had Kobe's work ethic and Kobe could have had Shaq's personality a little bit, been a little bit more affable, they get along and respect each other. They beat Detroit and they probably go on and have another championship or two. That was the clash. Kobe never respected Shaq because he thought he was lazy and I don't know if Shaq got fed up with Kobe being, you know, all to himself all the time and not like, like, like Mr. Sociable. One last thing, though, and tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think management could afford both of them. So you just talked about going, you know, Chris Paul to Steve Nash. They had to go Kobe to Shaq. Young rising superstar, fading older superstar. Hmm. You got to go with the youngster. Thanks, Solomon. Yeah, look. I, I can't use the phrase exactly the way that I was told it the first time, but if the queen was a man, she'd be the king. Right, they, they, you you don't change things like this. That you are what you are. Shaq's personality was what made Shaq Shaq. Kobe's personality is what made Kobe Kobe. And to say, hey Kobe, can you lighten up? Would never ever happen. Would you say to Shaq, hey, you know what? I need you to be a little bit more maniacal like Kobe Bryant. It's never ever going to happen. It's you're right, Solomon. It'd be a perfect just, world, and we don't live yeah. in a perfect world. No, it's just yeah. not that way. All right, little NFL right now. Emily, what do you got for us? We have. Fourth and four. So, again, if you agree with the, the, what I say, you go for it. If you disagree, you punt it. Okay. Just punt the ball. 
Just punt the ball. Here we go. Always be conservative. So, number one, a fan told Patrick Mahomes at the American Century Classic, watch out for Justin Herbert next year. Mahomes said, I'll believe it when I see it. So, punt or go for it. Mahomes is underestimating Justin Herbert. Uh, Trav, you want to go first? Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll punt on that. I don't think it had anything to do with that. I was actually listening to the golf tournament, watching the golf tournament when I heard that. I was with my mom and dad, and we kind of all looked at each other like, well, that was kind of interesting because you heard, you know, look out for Justin Herbert, and he kind of looked at him and said, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't think he's underestimating Justin Herbert. I think Patrick Mahomes knows he's Patrick Mahomes, and he doesn't give a damn. He could look at Joe Montana or John Elway or anyone else and say, yeah, bring it. Patrick Mahomes isn't afraid of anybody. He's not He's not underestimating Justin Herbert. He knows he's a good player. Justin Herbert's going to be the quarterback of the Chargers for a really long time and be a good one, but Patrick Mahomes is afraid of nobody. I don't think, and I'll, I'll go for it. I, I, listen, I understand that. I get all that. It makes a ton of sense, but I'll see it when I believe it. Travis, out of all the quotes that he could have said, and I'm not telling you that Patrick Mahomes is afraid of Justin Herbert. Of course he's not. Yeah, he could have simply said, "That's a good boy. That's a good player right there." Uh, it's fun watching him play. Like, he, could, he, he could have said fifty different things. I'll see it when I believe yeah. it. I, yeah, I don't a think something to that. I, I don't think it's a charge. I think it's a Charger thing, not a Herbert thing. I know that Herbert was the topic, but dude, you, Slee, you're a San Diegan. You know the Chargers. I'll believe it when I see it. Is the ultimate response to anything Charger related. Show me. The Chargers are the ultimate, hey, we've done this, we've done that, we've got this over here. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let, let me know when you show up, and they almost never show up. Well, he did come back and say, I think it was taken out of context, I was talking some trash to all those Raiders and Broncos and Chargers fans out there. I have no. a ton of respect for him as a player. By the way, I like it. That's what you want to see because I, when the Chargers are playing at SoFi against the Kansas City Chiefs and 90% of the fans are Kansas City Chiefs, it's going to make for some good uh, I, some some good storylines. I heard it. It wasn't taken. It was exactly what it was. I heard it live as it took place, and that's exactly what he meant. Second down, Emily. All right, Alex, hit it. <laughs> All right, Ben Roethlisberger has reportedly been obsessed with his new diet. Punt mm-hmm. or go for it. Ben will keep up with his diet throughout the whole season. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to punt. Uh, Travis, I've been in this uh, position in my life many times, and I know you have as well. Um, one day, I'm like, that's it. I mean salad. I mean greens. I mean broccoli. I'm not eating past six o'clock. What do you think this is? And then um, 35 minutes later, I've already started changing my mind. So Ben Roethlisberger has not been known for his success in the NFL as uh, Tom Brady or one of these guys that are just so crazy about the way they look and their diet. Ben Roethlisberger. You know something I like about Ben Roethlisberger. He kind of looks like some of us, and he goes out there and still makes it happen. So I, I'm uh, going to go ahead and punt. Ben Roethlisberger, within two weeks, is going to be eating the same food Travis and I are eating. <laughs> I think that uh, I, I'm going to go for it for a similar reason, though. The reason that I'll go for it is because of this. I think, like you said, there are guys that are inherently not thin and very disciplined with the that can keep it on the rails for a little while, right? That even me, I can say, you know what? I'm going to do this for six months. Yep. And and you get through about four or five of them, and then you think, okay, you know what? Taco Bell's fine. I can do it once. And then it's like a junkie who decides to stick the needle in his arm for the first time in six months, and I'm all yep. in. The next thing you know, my backseat is filled with wrappers and empty mm-hmm. Coke cans and everything else that comes along with it. So I believe that he'll keep it together. I just don't know if he gets to the end of the line. All right. That's what we got. <laughs> All right, so Matthew Stafford has recently been rising in the preseason quarterback rankings. 
<laughs> so uh, there's been a lot of debate on get up and first take. So punt or go for it. You would rather start a new team with Matthew Stafford over Dak Prescott. Travis, go That's a great question. I do. Oh, boy. Oh, it's an easy one for me. Um, I will punt on that. I think I'd rather have Prescott. As much as I am, as, as excited as I am to see the Rams with Matthew Stafford, A, Dak Prescott is younger, and assuming that they put his leg back together properly, I still like what Dak Prescott brings from an athletic perspective, from a running game perspective, that he can make plays there. Matt Stafford's a much better athlete than I think people understand. He can do some Mm -hmm. stuff, but I think the age and athleticism would tip me slightly towards Dak. Punt, no question about it. By the way, how about the, just the marketability? Can you imagine if Dak Prescott was the quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams yeah. and you're walking into SoFi Stadium and you got these great NFC NFC West matchups and Dak Prescott's your quarterback? I, I just think, Trav, there's something about um, having some, the, the player, right, the quarterback everybody knows. And I know a lot of that's happened because he's been playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, no question about it. I'm starting a franchise. I'm going Dak Prescott. Aside from even the age, skill set, all that stuff, the marketing part of it. All right, next one. Hit it. All right. Uh, the Washington football team has rejected a new name change, uh, which would be to the Warriors. Punt or go for it. They should just stick with the Washington football team. Um, I am going to, uh, I'm going to, let me see if I'm doing this the right way. Go for it as in keep the Washington football team. Yes. Go you for know, it would be that. So sometimes Trav, these, these things happen by accident. Mm-hmm. They have to change the name. They had to kind of, okay, well let's stay put for a second here and we're going to figure it out. I really like the way it, it, this happened by mistake. The Washington football team sounds solid. The logo for the Washington football team looks fantastic. This wasn't the plan, and sometimes I think we could overthink things. You're talking about the AL and the NL, just looking at the uh, the All Star jerseys. That's over. You you overthought it. You're trying to be too cute. Yeah. Sometimes you're trying to hold on to something. It's a fantastic logo. I like the way it's it's so unique. It's simple. It's clean. I say keep it as is. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it too. I, I love the name. And when I when you first heard it, you're like, this is the most ridiculous, sure. dumbest, stupidest thing. And then you know, a couple of weeks go by, a couple of months go by, a season goes by, and you start thinking, you know what? It's kind of clean. Kind of like it. It 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 it, it, it rolls up. Washington Football Team. It kind of rolls off the WFT. It, it feel it feels real and legitimate. And this is you know what soccer clubs are called for a lot of them. You know they they have the name of the city, they have the name of the soccer club, and it's it's yeah. pretty literal. I like it. I, I would change one thing that you said though, Al. Yep. I think they need to go to a totally different color scheme, and I think that they need to go to different uniforms and, and a logo. Why? The, the because it's distinct. It's identifiable more than it is distinct because mm-hmm. the problem with it is is when I see those uniforms, I don't think Washington football team, I think of the, their old name. I still see them and think because the colors are the same, the logo is it, the, the the person's face is gone, but it still feels like that old name as opposed to the Washington. If you came out and I'm just making this up, just making yep. this up, but if yep. you came out in red, white, and blue as opposed to burgundy and yellow, 
I think it would feel like a brand new team as opposed to, oh, they're just not saying why, that Why don't we anymore. do this? Why don't we do this? Instead of changing Washington football team and their logo and everything else, why don't they figure that out here in L.A.? Because the Chargers and the Rams look identical, and I still can't t- figure out the difference between the two of those. I think L.A.'s got to worry about their logos before they worry uh, about anything else. Let me help you very quickly. Here's how yeah. you tell the difference. Mm-hmm. One team goes to the playoffs and the other one doesn't. That's Boom, how you tell the roasted. They might as well just keep the same jerseys in there. Chargers, after a game, can just save on money. Feel free to use these. Dry cleaning. Don't worry about the helmets. Exactly. Hey, uh, Herbie, it's Stafford. Where did you leave the helmet? Hey, bro, what's going on? Aaron Donald has uh, Joey Bosa's helmet. Where's mine? I I hope for the sake of Justin Herbert (laughs) that his nickname is not Herbie on the football team. Oh, I guarantee uh, you. On the the football field. I will bet you. Five dollars right now because somebody calls are, him Herbie. I, no, not somebody. I bet you everybody in the building calls him Herbie because you, this is how you do it. If you if you call him, hey Herbie, what's up, bro? And he's like, hey, what's going on? If you go, I'm Justin. How are you today? You gotta you gotta you gotta make it a little cash. You gotta make Whose it a little voice casual. Was that? Herbie. Whose voice that, was that? That was um, the head coach of the, the Chargers, Brandon Staley. The kicking coach. Who was that? No. Hey, the, the kicking coach. Hey, dude, come on. Let's make sure you plant that foot. Make sure no, you get through this. it. Speaking of voices. Our Mm -hmm. favorite soccer guy just got, well, a little less rich. We'll get into it next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if you're first bet doesn't win download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details this is joe to see too (laughs) it's my favorite song guys it's time for another shark fact of the day Shark Week, by the way, for those who don't know, uh, what did we say, Discovery or National? I still forgot. National Discovery. It's on Discovery. It's on Discovery. I thought this was the messy story. Uh, (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, So... This what's the shark? What's, what's the shark fact? <laughs> this dude won't leave Messi maybe, alone. Maybe Messi will love sh- uh, Baby Shark too. So he did a good uh, job on that song. Ev- everyone, everyone loves it. So Baby Shark is actually in the midst of a copyright controversy. The lyrics are public, but the domain, like in public domain, but the beat itself is debated on who owns it. So again, you know, it's all over the place. Another another fun fact about Baby Shark is as of November third, twenty twenty, it has the most views on YouTube ever think about that the most views goes to that song play it again play it again alex the the most views ever goes to this most annoying song baby shark all right well he doesn't want to play yeah he doesn't want to play he wasn't he wasn't feeling no as the only person by the way that's the most viewed in youtube history as of november 3rd as of november 3rd it makes perfect sense to me i I didn't know that but it makes i'm not surprised at all Mm-hmm. I'm the only one here that has kids, guys. I, let, let me let me explain something to you. You but why will, that song? That, hold on. You will do anything, sure, to have your child be preoccupied for a few seconds here and there. Sometimes you just you need to run to the bathroom. You need to make yeah. dinner. You need you need something. And if that means that that kid just has to replay Baby Shark over and over again, you will do it. Do you know how many mm-hmm. times my kids watch The Wiggles? 
Do you know how many times that I had to sit through Barney or Elmo oh, yeah. or, or, or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or Mary Poppins? Or, I know every line of Mary Poppins by heart. And it's not because I'm a huge Julie Andrews fan. It's because that movie's been on in my house nine billion times in my lifetime. So I'm not the least bit surprised. That's a kid thing. Why don't we uh, let's open up the uh, phone lines to five-year-olds uh, from four to six years old and just get their perspective on this. A spoonful of medicine makes the or a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Okay, just, there's like, our uh, there's there's our shark fact. We got a shark <laughs> fact here for go. Shark Week. My guy, yeah. Nessie, how about this? Yep. This this is something you never want to hear. Mm-hmm. That we're going to ask you to take a quote significant wage reduction. Yep. I don't care how Messi was making something like three hundred and eighty million dollars or something insane like that. Uh, no, more insane. Um, <laughs> his contract was four years, five hundred and ninety-four million dollars. Yeah, that's better. That's better. And, but if you're making what is it, five hundred and ninety-four million dollars, and all of a sudden they say, um, "Messi, would you mind to step into my office?" And you come in, yes, what can I do for you, sir, of the Barcelona football team? Um, we'd like you to take a significant wage. I won't take a significant wage reduction. I won't do it. I don't want to. I want to get baseball cards and Skittles and a new bike. And you can't make me take a significant wage reduction, whatever that means. This dude made $594 million over four lot? years. Trev, you know we say this. This is the one thing when people see when people see that hey, oh, what LeBron signed a max contract he got I'm just gonna throw on him right he got 180 or we were just talking about Kawhi Leonard Kawhi's about to uh, if, if he if he ends up opting out there's certain athletes you just can't put a dollar figure to if if Barcelona paid this dude 594 million dollars these are business people understand what they're doing they understand how to make money they understand he's worth every penny can't they just pay him in Legos or something. Like, hey, look, we'll get you the police station and the airport and two Star Wars sets of your choosing. How about that? He would be, he'd be, he'd be fine. You can go to Baskin Robbins once a week, <laughs> but one scoop, messy. Now I want two scoops, and I want hot fudge, and I want a cherry, You're a and I want the on nuts, That's what and you I want are. whipped cream. And I get, I get listeners that have tweeted us out, especially after Saturday's game. Um, basically saying that you've ruined their experience of watching Messi when he's performing. When he's winning a Copa League for Argentina, they hear your voice in the middle of it. Apparently there's an out in his contracts, Lee, where he can go play uh, MLS if he wants to. That Before this is over, he can do a that. This The MLS seems to be kind of the place where, whether it's Zlat- Zlatan or Beckham yeah. or these guys, they come over and they spend a, a year or two over here kind of at the end of the line. I'd be, I'd be down. And, and all the franchises put money into it to pay him so that they just kind of, you know, obviously popularity of their sport. Speaking of the uh, listeners, how about two quick tweets here? This is from Jeff Aldana. That's a new name. Love hearing mm-hmm. from you, Jeff. I agree. I'm not interested in running it back with Zoe. This is from Drew. Uh, this one says the Lonzo era consisted of people excusing his terrible box scores because he could quote see the floor well. It was an awful time, and it's it, it's funny, Al, because you and I are we, we get to the same conclusion. Like neither one of us are dying to do it, but for different reasons. And looking at the Twitter stream, it's kind of the same thing. Like people, no nobody seems super excited about it, and there's a bunch of different reasons why. Well, this is um this is going to be one of those th- one of those things I I think with I want to see Lonzo in a good situation. You know, it's funny. It's actually let me use Michael Thompson as an example. MT's talked about Lonzo loves his game. 
He's even talked about what if he was playing in Golden State and he had Steph Curry and Klay Thompson to get the ball to, all that stuff. I'm just not a fan of the situation for the Lakers. I'd like to see Lonzo in a situation where they embrace him, they embrace him for what he is. I don't want to see him playing for the Lakers just because I want to see a vet. I want to see somebody who's been here, who's done it, who's trying to win an NBA championship, and that's all that matters. Lonzo can go have massive success wherever he wants, and I wish him well as long as it's not in a Laker uniform. That's fine by me. That's uh, The rest of it I don't need. How about this? This is a, a first. I always like firsts, Al. <clears throat> Excuse yep. me. Candace Parker is going to be the first woman ever on the cover of the NBA 2K video game. There's three different versions. There's the one with her. There's another one that has Luka Doncic on the cover. And then there is a Legends edition that has, uh, I believe it's Kareem, Dirk Nowitzki, and uh, maybe maybe one or two other players. But congratulations to Candace Parker for becoming the first woman to get on the cover of that game. Love it. And you know what else I love? I love how much over the years, and I think Kobe had a lot to do with this as well, how these NBA players are going out of their way to show love to the WNBA, and I think it's raising awareness. And Candace Parker, as good as she is on the court, how good is she as a broadcaster? Too, I was just going to say, TNT. I love it when she gets in the shack. I, um, I, I mean, absolutely with anybody. Love it when it's she like gets in the shack. you know, you're almost uh, walking on eggshells with Candace. It's like <laughs> you go at her, be up. careful. Yeah, but I love it. I mean, that that's great. So good for her. Yeah, no, that's really that. That's one of those things too that you know that you are a big time person when you are the face like because think think about who's on the cover of these things lebron james tiger woods uh patrick mahomes tom like the, these are tatis, the people right mm-hmm. tatis is on the cover of the mm-hmm. uh, to the show which by the way plays on my in my house probably i'd say 16 hours a day that one is never not on the tv uh my youngest son is crazy for the show just absolutely loves it but Imagine that. Imagine if there was a radio video game where all you do is make nonsense and talk and you were on the cover of it. That would feel pretty damn good. By the way, you know, and this kind of takes us back a little bit. You know, one of my favorite sports highlights of all time. Remember when Sparks won the championship? No. And, well, let me let me tell you. When, when they won the championship and Candace Parker is in tears and says this one's for Pat. She's talking about Pat Summit. Mm. Go go back and watch that. When when I say it's one of the coolest sports moments, uh, anyways, that's that's one thing that I think of is when I think of Candace Parker. So happy for her. That's great. You great bring moment. up Pat Summit. I got to interview her a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I, I I've done this for a long time and interviewed literally hundreds. Of, she made me more nervous than just about anybody I've ever talked mm-hmm. to because I Intense. knew that she was going to absolutely eat you alive if you weren't prepared. She was a really tough tough woman. She was great. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the next one here. National Mac and Cheese Day. So take me through it. What's in the Sliwa Mac and Cheese? Uh, basic. You, I'm basic. What, like a Very slice basic. of Velveeta and some macaroni? That's it? Well, what are we doing? Well, if, if you think I'm I'm in the kitchen when the show's over and I'm whipping together some mac and cheese, I'm, I'm probably not going to be doing that unless we're doing just some craft and making things as simple as possible. <laughs> but if you're asking me from a chef perspective, I'm not the guy. I would come more to you and say, what do you do with your mac and cheese? Well, you got to make the, the roux, first of all. you got to make sure that your flour you? and butter is... <laughs> do you? Yes. And so get your pen out. I can tell that you're not taking notes. Make sure that you get this done. I like to throw a little bacon in there. I like to throw a little green onions in there. Mm-hmm. I like to throw a little jalapeno in there. If you're going to put it in the oven and bake it and all that stuff comes together and then you get that nice crust on top and then it's nice and you. creamy underneath, it's, it's a pretty good way to do it. Let me tell you when mac and cheese is at its best. It's at its best when you have some type of protein that needs mac and cheese, typically turkey, right? Like, <laughs> it, needs, 
You know what I'm talking about? Like the, the turkey's a little dry there. Let's throw a little mac and cheese in the mix here and we're good to go. Yeah, I think I think you're getting closer to the idea that turkey kind of sucks. They, you need to conceal the turkey under other things that maybe we should pick a different meat for uh, the holidays. This is, I don't know if it's a dump item, but Emily may be the uh, carrier of an ant infestation in the station because her home was overrun with ants. Welcome to Los Angeles in the summer, Emily, where everybody gets ants into the What's happening? House. Talk to us here. What's going on over there? So not only do I have ants all over my bathroom, all these little crevices and everything, yep. but I go, I realize there's an ant problem in the bathroom, so I'm like, oh, let's check my check my room. I lift my covers and there's oh my tons of ants. It's like a I movie. freak out. I throw my stuff into the into the washer to make get all the ants off, and then I yep. spray everything in my room down as far as I can, and I will not have any food in my room anymore. You know, honestly, yeah, I that, think, you can't do the food in the room. That's, no, that's, that's a bad call. Yeah, that's a bad call. But it, it's, I think I'd rather have spiders than ants. Ants are so disgusting. They no. are so gross. No, yeah. no, no, spiders no. bite. Ants, ants don't. Yeah, nah. ants are spiders calm, are cool and collective. Ants, you can just look at them. They're looking back at you. There's a, there's no, kind they, of a, a mutual respect. How, how many, how many spiders do you get in your house on any given year? Four or five, and you step on it, and it's over. And there's not eighty no. billion of them coming pouring underneath the windowsill, coming to take over your bedroom. Yeah, like and the thing is. Even if they're not, not the there right now, even if they're not in my bed right now, I will probably lie in my bed thinking I'm being covered in ants. Like that's <laughs> yeah, the thing that's is, so it's true. like it's the psycho- psychological thing in me that they've you, gotten bro. to there. Yeah, no spiders. Yeah, nah, no, spiders are fine. One. Spiders are fine. All right. All right, um, ES, ESPN app are on iTunes, uh, the full two hours. You can catch it every uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, just search Travis and Slee. We'll be back tomorrow, Thursday edition. Travis and Slee, we'll see you at 855.